Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wade McGahee III, and Florida State takes on Notre Dame this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on NBC. I'll be traveling up to South Bend, and this will be the preview podcast for uh, for that game. Um, a little bit about me, if you if you haven't listened listen to this podcast before. I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Pretty much, you know, if there's a media availability, if there's a game, home, away, bowl game, doesn't matter for the football team, I'm there. I'm there for every home game for baseball and basketball, as well as any postseason games. I was out for Florida State's elite eight run in basketball last year, and then Florida State's uh, baseball run to Omaha in the College World Series a couple years back. I also cover every major and minor recruiting event that Florida State has. So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on around the three major sports at Florida State. And um, But this, uh, this podcast is going to focus solely on football and Florida State's game against Notre Dame. We're going to preview it. And uh, I'm going to give my three players that I think will play well and step up for Florida State. The three players I think have to step up for Florida State to get the win. And then uh, my prediction for the game. So, Florida State and uh, Notre Dame both have, you know, their quarterback situations are up in the air. Yesterday it came out that Ian Book would not start. Um, Brian Kelly said he's day-to-day. I still don't think he starts, so... If he doesn't start, Brandon Wimbush is going to start, which is a huge blow to the Irish. Um, talked about it yesterday on the podcast. Book is the most uh, efficient passer in college football this year. He's completing 74.5% of his passes, has 15 touchdowns to four interceptions. He's been really, really good since taking over for Wimbush as the starter in the fourth game of the season. So he's, um, you know, losing him is going to be a huge blow. Like, the weather is supposed to be absolutely awful for the game. I mean, just awful. And that's going to affect the ability to throw the ball. Um, regardless, it, it's going to affect the ability for Florida State uh, for Florida State to throw the ball as well as the uh, the ability for Notre Dame to throw the ball. But Florida State's going to have to uh, going to have to find a running game if uh, if they're going to have any chance of of coming out of this game with a win. Really, I mean, Florida State's running game has been absolutely abysmal. I mean, it's been one of the worst in the country. There's, I mean, the numbers back that up. They're they're rushing, uh, the rushing offense as far as yards per carry is 129th, um, with some with a significant gap between Northwestern at 128th. There's also a significant gap between um, Florida State and San Jose State, who's averaging just over two yards a carry. Uh, although Florida State, I believe. Yeah, Florida State has less touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, than uh, San Jose State does. It's not the lowest number of rushing touchdowns in the country, but it's it's pretty it's pretty down there. Um, it's tied for 124th. So, Florida State's going to have to find a semblance of a running game because this is not going to be pretty. Um, right now in Notre Dame, it's 33 degrees and uh, it's snowing. So, that's I mean that's that's where we are right now. Um, it's supposed to be in the 20s tomorrow. Um, it's supposed to snow in the morning. There's The high tomorrow is 32, and the winds are supposed to be around 20 miles an hour. So, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be around 24 degrees. 
the wind's supposed to be blowing. It's not supposed to be uh, not supposed to be fun weather for uh, for this game. So Florida State's going to have to going to have to find a running game in order to uh, in order to win this game, and that just hasn't happened all year. And I see no reason to believe that it's going to happen again uh, against uh, Notre Dame defense, which has been very good against the run this year. So Florida State's going to have to have to figure some things out to. Uh, Trying, I guess, trying to find a way to to move the football. Um, I believe that they're going to have to take and use the short passing game as basically a running game, and hope the wind doesn't affect it that much. Um, but you know, if, if Florida State can do that, can take and use short passes, get four yards, you know, and then maybe try and take some shots downfield when the wind is at their backs. Maybe they can try and move the football. I think that's basically going to have to be the offense since Florida State can't run the football um, and the weather isn't going to permit a lot of uh, deep passes down the field for either team. Notre Dame's rushing attack has been very good this year. Um, they're averaging, like the Dexter Williams is averaging six yards a carry. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. is averaging almost five yards a carry. They're doing, like they, they run the ball very well. And then Wimbush, um, also runs the ball very well. He set the Notre Dame um, rushing touchdown records by a quarterback with 14 during the 2017 season. So he, he can move well. He runs the football well. He just doesn't throw it well. And in this game, <clears throat> you know, his ability to uh, to run the football is going to is going to be a big factor. You know, Book wasn't necessarily the most mobile quarterback. He he does move around like. He actually has better numbers on the year than Wimbush does. Um, he's rushed 65 times, averaged 3.35 yards per carry and four touchdowns. They're not sacked a lot. Um, you know, they haven't given up a lot of sacks this year. They've only given up 14. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Florida State handles the transition from Book to Wimbush because they've been preparing for Book all week. I'm sure that they did scout Wimbush in case he did come into the game, so I'm not sure it's going to play a huge factor. But you know, having the entire off or defense centered around one type of quarterback, and then having a quarterback that can't throw the ball should make it easier for Florida State. But he's also has the ability to to run the football, which is going to be you know a, a bigger factor with how bad the weather is supposed to be in uh, in South Bend, but. Florida State on defense is going to have to stop the run. If they can't stop the run, that's that's the game. Um, if Notre Dame is able to is able to uh, do what NC State did and basically get Florida State out of uh, out of their gaps and is able to move the football on the ground, Florida State really doesn't have a chance in this game. Um, it has to be low scoring. Florida State's not going to be able to put up a lot of points without a running game in this in this type of environment. And you know if if the defense isn't uh, isn't able to contain the Irish offense and the run, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a tough game for Florida State to win. Yeah, special teams obviously special teams have been a disaster for Florida State this year. So Florida State, I mean, you really can't count on them as far as the kicking game goes. I mean, the weather is supposed to be bad, the wind is supposed to be whipping, and you know, kicking a field goal in that type of uh, that type of setting is never you know, a good idea, especially not with a kicker who's been as inconsistent as Ricky Aguayo has been for Florida State this year. So it's it's not this isn't a matchup that uh sets up favorably for Florida State. But 
that'll do it for uh, that'll do it for this uh, first segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. In the next segment, we'll talk about the three players that I think will play well, the three players that I think have to play well, and then in the final segment, I'll give my prediction for the game. But before uh, before we get into that, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on the Knowles. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in a section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this second segment. We're going to talk about some players that I think will play well. We're going to start off with the good first. I've been going back and forth, but I want to start off with the good. I think that... uh, that Marvin Wilson, defensive tackle Marvin Wilson, is going to have a huge game for Florida State. I think he's going, you know, he needs to play more. He played, like, half the snaps. He needs to be playing, like, 66%, like, two quarters, or two two quarters, two-thirds of the snap, uh, snaps on the Florida State defense. Florida State's, uh, he, he's Florida State's best defensive player, I think, even over Brian Burns, and I really like the way Brian Burns has played this year. But I love the way Marvin Wilson has played. He's a force in the middle. And Florida State's really going to need him to step up. And um, I think he will just because he's that type of player. Florida State's going to have to stop the run. And Wilson is going to be a big part of that. He's going to have to uh, He's going to have to step up. He's going to have to He's going to have to get penetration into the backfield. He's going to have to I mean, he's going to have to find a way to impact the game. So Florida State's uh Defensive line has been not great over the past two games. They've played two very good offensive lines. Notre Dame also has a very good offensive line. So this is going to be a, another uh, tough challenge for Florida State. But I think Marvin Wilson is going to is going to find some success um, stopping the run. And he's going to be a key piece to Florida State's defense. So the next guy that I think um, that I think will have success for Florida State is going to be Dontavious Jackson. Jackson has. You know, is Florida State's best linebacker. There's no, there's no question about that. He's third on the team in tackles with 45. Um, unsurprisingly, Florida State's uh, two leading tacklers are both safeties in Hampson Nasraldine and A.J. Westbrook, which is never a good sign uh, for a defense if your safeties are your two leading tacklers. But I think Dontavious is going to be. This is a game that's built for him. A game that's not going to see a lot of downfield passing. It's going to see a lot of uh, a lot of running. And Jackson is built to stop the run. He's good at taking on blocks. He's good at at fighting through blocks. And he's a really good run-stopping linebacker. So I think he's going to have a lot of success in this game. Um, I do think he's he's going to be a key piece for Florida State. And I think he's going to uh, going to step up. And finally, the last person that uh, the last player that I think is going to have success is going to be Tamora and Terry. Um, it doesn't matter. In what role Terry, you know, Terry is playing at, he's still playing at such a high level that he's. I think I think he's going to find a way to make an impact in this game, whether it's one of his long touchdown runs or, you know, setting the edge on blocks or, or being consistent catching passes over the middle in the short passing game. Florida State's going to have to 
going to have to rely on him because he is such a talented player to get things done. And I think he'll step up big for Florida State. It may not be, you know, with a 50-yard touchdown, but he's going to be, uh, I, I believe he'll be Florida State's leading receiver regardless of that because he's such a, a valuable target um, because of his size and wingspan that if uh, if Florida State uses him a lot in the short passing game, he's going to go up and win contested catches. But it's it's uh, it's going to be a tough task for Florida State this weekend. We're going to get into the guys that I think that need to have success right now for Florida State to get a win, and I'm going to start with Brian Burns. Um, Burns has been excellent against the pass, excellent against the pass this year. Um, you know when he's rushing the quarterback, when he's trying, when he's getting after the quarterback and creating pressure and and just dis- being disruptive of the passing game uh, of the opposing offense. But he's still, you know, 235 pounds. He's not the best run-stopping defensive end. And he's going to play a ton for Florida State. Uh, he rarely comes off the field. And Notre Dame's going to try and pound the ball down Florida State's throat. That's what they're going to do. And he's going to have to be, he's going to have to step up and prove that uh, that he can be that run-stopping force. Um, I think that he's going to have, he's going to struggle a little bit with that. Uh, Notre Dame's offensive line is very good. But, you know, this is a guy that's, that came to Florida State at 208 pounds and has worked his tail off to get where he is. So I'm not going to put it past him that he comes out and has a great game against the run um, against Notre Dame on Saturday. So I think he's a guy that has to step up. Will he? We'll have to wait and see. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did. The next guy that I think has to, uh, has to step up for Florida State is going to be Demarcus Christmas. Uh, I mentioned him last week as a guy that needed to step up, and it didn't happen. Um, you know, Christmas has been largely invisible this year. Uh, he's done a decent job, but for what he was expected to be at the beginning of the year, he he hasn't been that. Um, you know, Florida State's defensive line is going to have to step up and and play extremely well in these type of conditions and Christmas is a big part of that. Yeah, I have no doubt that Marvin is going to step up because these are the type of games that he steps up in and he's always giving 100 110% effort. Um but we're going to need to see Christmas step up and stop the run and be much better than he has been uh at that over the past few games. I thought that he's really struggled against Clemson and uh and NC State when stopping the run. He's going to need to be much better, much better at that. Um as uh, as the game goes along. So he's going to get a lot of snaps. He's going to start. Marvin probably won't start for whatever reason because that's ridiculous, but he still doesn't start um, despite being arguably Florida State's best defensive player. But Christmas does start, and he, you know, Florida State's really going to need him to step up. And the final player that has to step up in order to, uh <sighs> You know that that has to step up for Florida State to even have a chance in this game, and that's Cam Akers. You know, Florida State is not going to be able to move the football if it's not on the ground, just at least consistently, just because of you know the conditions and you know, Notre Dame's pass defense is extremely good. That secondary is extremely good, so um, it's 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 going to be up to Florida State to find a way, find a way to get. Uh, you know, to get the ground game going. That starts with Cam Akers. He's got to find a way to step up and break off a couple of big runs. You know, find those four and five yard carries cons- uh, consistently and then maybe break off a couple of big runs. You know, Florida State's going to have to have him step up. They're going to have to have him be be the player that he was expected to be coming 
excuse me, coming into the season, he's a guy that you know has really struggled in this offense, which I'm really I've been really surprised by. Uh, he hasn't been able to get things going. Florida State's offensive line hasn't been great. The offensive line isn't going to be great again on Saturday with the loss of Cole Minshew for the game, um, which means that Arthur Williams and Mike Arnold are going to have to play. And Arnold has been Florida State's worst offensive lineman this year. And Arthur Williams is a converted defensive tackle that can't pass block. Um, so it's you know he's he's a decent run blocker, but. It's, you know, he's not as good as Cole is. So Florida State's offensive line, which is already down its best overall offensive lineman in Landon Dickerson, is now down its second best offensive lineman. Um, and, uh, yeah, so not a great situation for Florida State at this point in time. But, you know, Cam Akers is going, if, if Florida State's going to win the game, Cam Akers is going to have to, uh, going to have to, have a big impact there. He's going to have to break a hundred yards for the first time this season. I don't think there's any other way Florida state can get it done. Um, you know, Florida state's not going to be able to move the ball consistently, at least in my opinion. And, um, we'll have to wait and see, but I don't see any way that Florida state can get this, can, can get a win against Notre Dame without being able to run the football. And that starts with camp makers in the final segment of the locked on Seminoles podcast. I'll give my prediction for the game and why I believe, believe that way. Um, but before we get into that, are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? You've got to check out Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football and $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and many, many more channels. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices, and there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. So sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's sling.com forward slash locked on. So don't miss out on the next big game because you're still fighting with cable. Check out Sling TV. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this final segment. Um, If you've been paying attention to the podcast, and I'm sure you have since you've uh, taken the time to listen to it 18 minutes in, which I do appreciate, by the way, um, then you probably can tell that I'm not picking Florida State to win this game. Um, I don't think it matches up very well. Florida State can't run the football. The weather conditions are going to be horrible. Um, And Notre Dame's just an overall better team. It's on the road. It's, I mean, this doesn't match up well for Florida State. And I think, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Florida State gets beat 24 to 7. Um, I don't see Florida State moving the football. I don't see the running game getting going. I don't see, you know, I think Florida State may hit one big play. But other than that, you know, I don't see him moving the football consistently enough. And I think the defense is going to step up and play well and and stop the run because they're not going to have to be uh, as worried about the the passing downfield just because of how bad the conditions are going to be. And obviously those conditions can change. You know, I mean, this is the weather. It does change. But, I mean, it's supposed to be 24 degrees and windy as hell. So it's – I I don't see how Florida State matches up in this – in this game very well. I think Florida State's, I think Florida, the the Florida State defense is going to play well for a half and then get worn down similar to the way it happened against Syracuse. Um, And it's just going to, like, even though Syracuse ran a bunch more plays, you know, the defense was just worn down from being on the field for 38 minutes in that game. I think this is a, this is going to be the way that goes where, the Notre Dame is going to move the football a little bit, get a few first downs, punt, put Florida State its offense in bad position. 
Florida State's uh, Florida State will punt after a three and out, or maybe get a first down, and then uh, Notre Dame's in good field position again. And I think that you know, especially after they score, um, you know, Florida State's lost the field position battle in pretty much every game they've played so far this season, and I don't see that uh, that really changing. So Florida State's got a really tough tough task ahead of them. Um, I don't see them winning. I don't, you know, and I. You know, just off of my prediction, twenty-four to seven, I think they lose by seventeen points, with or without Ian Book. It doesn't. I don't think it matters very much. Um, if if Book was healthy, I'd be picking Notre Dame to win by uh, by a lot more. But with Wimbush, I think it's going to be a somewhat closer game than that. But whew, that's uh, that's where we are right now. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Wait and see who starts at quarterback <clears throat> for. Uh, for Florida State on Saturday, you know, it might be DeAndre Francois, it might be James Blackman. We'll have to wait and see what, um, you know, which quarterback starts will tell us a lot about what Willie Taggart's, you know, about Willie Taggart going forward. He took a big step forward against, you know, by handing over playing play calling to Walt Bell. But if he goes back to DeAndre Francois, I think it's a mistake. And I think it's him riding with the guy that he chose at the beginning rather than riding with the guy who gives him the best opportunity to win going forward. So we'll have to wait and see if that um if that happens but or, or what or really what happens um you know who knows maybe DeAndre Francois comes out and just lights up the scoreboard and throws for 400 yards in the snow and everything changes I highly doubt that's going to happen um but I highly doubt that whoever like whoever starts at quarterback for Florida State is not going to be in the best of situations I don't really think it matters which is why I believe um, James Blackman should start. Uh, I, I should I shouldn't say it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as far as the passing game goes, just because of how bad the weather conditions are supposed to be and how difficult it's going to be to throw the football down the field in those weather conditions. Um, so I believe that Florida State should start James Blackman because the team believes in him. The team like he's the guy that they they want out there that they that they want to follow. So I think that. Um, Willie Taggart should go to James Blackman, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm leaving here in about an hour and a half to to go uh, catch my flight to South Bend, and then I'll be there on uh, I'll be there tonight, and then I'll cover the game on Saturday, and then we'll be back on Sunday with um, with the podcast discussing you know just discussing how the game goes. So that'll uh, that'll be on Sunday, and then we'll be back on Monday, you know, talking with Willie Taggart and seeing what he has to say about uh about florida state's game against notre dame so that's what's coming up over the next two podcasts i'll be uh i'll be back on sunday but that'll do it for this edition of the locked on seminoles podcast i hope you you guys have enjoyed it if you have please make sure to like favorite share or you know do whatever it is that's on your favorite podcast site make sure to let your friends know if they're florida state fans um and i really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me so for the Locked on Seminoles podcast, I'm Wayne McGay through the third. Have a wonderful day.